0: So it's like you wake up at dawn and stick this huge needle in your partner's ass, which is full of hormones that make them dislike you intensely. <laughs> and do that, yikes, for an indeterminate amount of time. Going in for checkups while the doctor's like your uterine lining isn't quite there yet, <sighs> so just keep doing the ass shots. <laughs> okay, so, okay let's so yeah, record the intro now. Just so what is... milkless?
1: Because we, I think we start with the name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool, and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Milkless, hey, welcome, hey, 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 Milkless, call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt Max coming at you.
0: What if that's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's our first take. All right, on this episode of Milkless, we're going to be talking about—I don't know—maybe something a little bit heavy. Uh, the hard road that it often is to get pregnant. We're gonna get into miscarriage, we're gonna get into IVF. This is something that both Max and I have experienced in different ways firsthand and a lot of people have experienced. It's just oddly a thing that not many people talk about but is extraordinarily common. So we're gonna talk about it here. How's it feel? How's it feel when you finally get there? How's it feel in those moments of worry of will you ever get there?
1: So here we go. All right, Matt, today we're talking about getting pregnant, how easy it is, how hard it is. You know, it's kind of in the past for us now, but a lot of people don't talk about certain aspects of it. You know, we had a relatively easy road. We had natural conception three times, basically one shot, one kill, you know, shot it past the goalie quite easily. (laughs) Um, With that said, uh, we did have a miscarriage first, um, and that was tough. We were first time pregnant people. We didn't know about that. And that was kind of hard to handle that sort of arc where you get so excited about it. Everyone's like, don't tell anybody until whatever. We did. And we got stoked about it. And I started living this life in my head of what it would be like. And uh, it didn't happen. We thought we were the only ones. That was super hard. And I think we want to dive into that because a lot of people don't talk about it. But today we're going to talk about that type of stuff. I know you had a, a difficult road you know, to to children. You guys yeah. did. Yeah, so, like, it was a little rocky. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. It was. uh, We got pregnant right away. Had a miscarriage. Got pregnant right away again. Had a miscarriage. And then we went probably ten months, which is nothing. Um. You know, during that. You know, where you're, it, you have non recreational intercourse on. You know, every <laughs> yeah. fourth Thursday of the month. Yeah. Um. Kind of. You know. Hit that. Uh. Whole phase, and then ultimately. Um, decided to start, you know, seeing some folks about why it wasn't happening, which ultimately guided us towards IVF with genetic testing and, you know, a very long, uh, costly and arduous road, which has now eventually landed us with two beautiful, wonderful children. And it's funny how, you know, these things after you have kids, it's hard to, to conjure the memory of how profound that sense of loss was. Um, that, that kind of fades. But I was reminded of it. I was at a, w- a wedding, I guess, last weekend, and there's just a bunch of folks in this phase of life. And some of them haven't had kids yet and are going through this. And as we started talking about this, just the number of different couples who, whether it was a miscarriage or whether it was IVF or whether it was just, it took them three years, there were more people who had had challenging roads than who had had easy ones. And I was really struck by that. and And by the fact that, we don't think about that largely because we just don't talk about it that much um and because once you do have kids it's like oh yeah i remember that time when I wondered if we ever even would that's tough yeah it's a it's a weird kind of grief i guess
1: yeah obviously on the on the woman's side they have the added you know thing of the physical thing that is so hard mm-hmm. with that said there's been a lot of studies about men going through, or the the father-to-be going through uh, a miscarriage. And there's a lot of different ways men kind of handle it. Like a lot of times they do not feel it as a true loss, but feel it as rather a loss of potential. Um, And they're kind of being emotionally detached. There's also an emotional deflection to female partners to focus on like the tangible tasks of kind of like getting it out, going through it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, uh, there's stoic silence. A lot of times, the man doesn't feel like it's their place to even sort of be sad or grieve because, you know, the, the woman has gone through so much. There's a lot of stuff in this study where the men talk about being an observer on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, many men perceived that miscarriage happened first and foremost to their female partners, and they identified themselves as a secondary role, and then feeling that like they didn't even deserve to be able. To sort of grieve or be sad or anything because of how much the woman is actually going through,
0: I under, I understand that it's so complicated because you, on the one hand, you, the last thing you want to do is make your partner feel like they're alone in their sadness in this thing or that somehow you don't care. But I can remember the first um, ultrasound I saw of our first uh, the first time we got pregnant, which ended in miscarriage. I remember immediately feeling myself like almost physically get tugged out of the center of the universe. And then when we lost that potential child, I felt like I fell into the hole that had been left behind. I can remember, um, our OB looking for the heartbeat and this look on her face as she just wasn't able to find it. Yeah. I remember sitting in that room. I remember sitting in the parking garage with, uh, my wife just, just sobbing. And, and even in that moment, I can remember feeling like there is a part of me that wants to sob. There's a part of me that wants to be strong with her. There's a part of me that knows that on top of all the sadness and loss that my wife is also feeling this totally non-rational thing of like, my body didn't do what it was supposed to like, almost like a failure Yeah, and not wanting to compound those feelings by myself being you know, really, really distraught. But of course I was and not in the same way as my wife and I wasn't going through the physical side of it, but I did, I felt like I made room in the center of the universe and then the thing that was supposed to occupy it was delayed.
1: Yeah, no, that's super hard. And and you just brought back a lot of memories that I had in that moment where I was devastated. Um, but similar to your point, if then let's say I were to start like totally losing it even more than it's that feeling of you don't want your partner to feel bad. Yeah. You know, Yeah. but then on the other hand, so what do you do? Do you go like, Oh, it's all good. We're going to be fine. We're going to, we'll get it. And I think maybe I did take that approach. Not, not so cheery, but Mm -hmm. positive. We're going to get through it. So I didn't really let myself sort of feel it. And I think what we really want to maybe hammer home here is that, you know, whether you uh, father or the wife or the mother, like, it's, it's really, like, it's not your fault, you know? Yeah. You know, unless you're, like, literally, like, blacking <laughs> out, getting wasted and stuff. If you're doing what they're saying, taking folic acid, whatever, I mean, you're doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? What's what's going to happen is what's going to happen. Miscarriages happen. It's But it's so hard to not think about things you may have done, like, even, like, jinxing. for like This is kind of a lighthearted story. But the way we told our parents, it was Halloween when we... We're gonna tell them. So we got shirts that had a skeletons on them, and my wife had a skeleton of her with a baby skeleton.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
1: So we showed our parents on a Zoom call a skeleton baby. <laughs> the next day, <laughs> it had no heartbeat. Oh God. It was just like, oh What my have God. we done? And because it's obviously it's just jinx. It's, there's no such thing as jinxing. Yeah right. But then in retrospect, I was like, why did we fucking? <laughs> like depict our future child as a fucking skeleton.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think what happens and it's weird. It's like, we want to assign fault or blame somewhere because the idea that the universe is largely fucking random and out of our control is way harder to deal with than being angry about having jinxed it, you know, or feeling like, Oh God, we waited too long or, it is just a deeply uncomfortable feeling that something that is so important to you, there's pieces of it you just you just can't do anything about it.
1: I think the other thing, there was a study in 2013 that said overall chance of losing a pregnancy after week five is 21%. So, like, one in five. But, you know, your first time parent not knowing that going in, that that's why I think maybe it hit us pretty hard because we were like, you know, all piss and vinegar, young ish. 30-ish, like, come on, this happened to us? So we kind of maybe let ourselves get real, real, real stoked about it. Second pregnancy, we were way more cautious, like did not even really think we were pregnant. Oh, we're pregnant. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get excited about it. And I think that if more people knew that one in five pregnancies ends in miscarriage going in, and it was more talked about that, it's like, it's a normal part of pregnancy that sometimes you lose it. Um, I think we'd be, we would have been more prepared Going in,
0: yeah, yeah. Just if people talked about it more, if you, if it weren't such a kind of hush hush thing, yeah, it, it it's tough because that's a double edged sword. I do remember feeling that after we'd had two miscarriages, I remember early on when we did get pregnant through IVF, uh, my wife saying, she said, "I feel like we will never just have a fun pregnancy now. Even if everything goes fine, it will just be a pregnancy that in which worry is a part of it." Yeah. That definitely you get in the second trimester, you get in the third trimester, and you, we really started to allow ourselves to, to get very excited about it, but uh, it took a while. it it just yeah, it was it was different.
1: And so what was IVF like? I mean what how was that like?
0: It was awesome, dude. <laughs> it was the most fun fucking thing. No it sucks. Uh, it uh, takes a it takes a long time. It's a real long process. It's expensive. Uh, it is in the same way that, that like uh, this physical thing is happening to your wife during miscarriage, this physical thing is really happening to your wife right. during IVF.
1: Yeah. So like, what does it entail tactically? There, are like shots and stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, you like get
1: the hormones going
0: months and months of shots and there's different ways to do it. We did IVF with genetic testing because ultimately we found out that the eggs themselves, some of them had genetic abnormalities. So that gave us the best odds for a healthy pregnancy. But yeah, it's like you start taking one kind of shot and you take that for a while and I mean you, your wife. and then you go in and they're they're kind of waiting for certain levels to hit a certain point. And then there's a part of it that's like harvesting the eggs and then a second part of it that's the imp- implantation. So there's a certain set of shots and then you harvest the eggs. And then that's its own kind of rough part of the process because first they like get follicles, mm-hmm. and there's like eleven follicles, and you're like, oh yeah, eleven. That I think that's I, that stuck in my mind. It's like we had eleven fucking follicles, and it's like okay, yeah. And out of that, there were seven eggs. It's like okay, seven eggs, and they're like okay, and out of that, five really looked genetically strong. We're like okay, we got five, and then you gotta you do your glamorous part. Uh, and then only a certain number of the eggs get inseminated. So we ended up with with three viable um, fertilized embryos, essentially. And so you watch that number dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, and then your odds of each one of those are a little better than 50% if you've done the genetic testing. So there's one set of shots for the retrieval, for the egg retrieval, and then a whole nother set of shots for when they're going to do the implantation. So you've got a handful of healthy eggs, and then you start doing... The real fucking, the progesterone shots, which they shot us straight. They, you know, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, you may feel some, like, whatever. They were like, this will make you angry, <laughs> these progesterone shots. Yeah. And you got to take them at the same time every day. And I was giving my wife the shots the first time around. She gave them to herself the second time around. So it's like you wake up at dawn and stick this huge needle in your partner's ass, which is full of of hormones that make them dislike you intensely (laughs) and do that for an indeterminate amount of time going in for checkups while the doctor's like, your uterine lining isn't quite there yet. (sighs) So just keep doing the ass shots until we tell you.
1: And then it doesn't always work, right? Like there's a study that says, um, yeah, basically first cycle is around 30% success rate. And then even if you do it forever up to nine cycles, it's still only a 65% success rate. So this is like, Damn, dude, that's like a lot of work. Yeah, for a chance.
0: Yeah, and they don't give you your fifty thousand dollars back if it doesn't work.
1: How do you deal with that mentally? How do you, How did the two of you obviously? How do you turn your brain off and like not obsess about just it? Just think
0: about it all the time.
1: Yeah, just like
0: yeah. I mean, that was. It's easier for me, you know, than than, than it was for my wife. I, like, there's just there's kind of no way to not think about it, and there's there's also for her it's like, well, I can't really plan my life because I don't really know what's going to happen. Am I going to be pregnant in a year or am I going to be going back into the retrieval phase in a year? And for my wife, I know there was even a question of like, do I want to go back into the retrieval phase again? I mean, the combination of the multiple miscarriages and the IVF process added up to a point where we were like, are we ever going to have kids that are biologically ours or are we going to start talking about adoption and what does that mean and it's just almost impossible to not go there in your mind of like, is this ever actually going to work? It was tough. It was very tough. It, it was not fun. And when we we had three healthy embryos and our first one, the implantation didn't take. So we were left with two. The second one took and is our eldest daughter. We had one healthy embryo left. And my wife at that point had kind of said, we were in the late 30s. She's like, I'm not going to go back to the retrieval phase again. We're not, I'm not doing that again. So we got one healthy embryo. And, uh, that last embryo was basically, if this embryo takes, we will have two kids. If this embryo does not take, we're going to have one kid. And it kind of came down to that. And we had to get okay with either of those possibilities. Well, how do you
1: deal with that? How do you deal with that mentally? Like, how do you, you just kind of say, you know, this is sort of fate or.
0: I think the, where we got to is like, we have, you know, we had been a family of three for long enough and we were really happy. And we were like, if this is what it is, then this is great. Um, and this will be the kind of family we are, but boy, it sure would be exciting to have another kid. Um, and just tried to lean into the pluses and minuses of both of those, you know, that Yeah. yeah, we really wanted to, but we'll also then be back in the shit of having a baby. And so there's advantages to either way. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things throughout the whole process was just what a stark piece of evidence it was that massive, massive parts of your life are not in your control. We really want to feel like we have control. And, you know, if you've been like relatively successful and you grew up with some amount of privilege to a large extent, if you really wanted something, you could just go chase that and do all the right things and work towards that. And pregnancy don't work that way. Yeah. It's just, it's a little bit up to the gods, you know?
1: Well, would you recommend that people not wait too long? You know, because how do you, do you, is there any way to know? Yeah. Because I think I've heard from some friends or people we're close to that, you know, if you start late, you start trying to have kids at 37 or something. Yeah. It might take a while. I mean, it's not always one shot, one kill.
0: Looking back, I wish, I I guess I wish we had started earlier. I mean, the truth is like we started trying when we were ready to have kids right then. Mm -hmm. And then there was a two year delay. And during that time, your friends are having kids. I had some friends who had like an accidental pregnancy during that time. And it's just hard to watch it working for other people while it's not working for you. Um, even though you don't want to feel that way and you're happy for your friends, of course, it's a little bit like, oh, gotcha. We're falling behind in this phase of life. And So I don't know what the right advice is because it's not like you want to have kids earlier than you're ready for them in anticipation of it maybe being a problem. But given the road we took, yeah, I would have started earlier. But I think not just because it took a while. I think I would have started earlier because turns out I fucking love having kids. And it would have been two more years of my life when I had kids. Love it. And uh, two more years of my life when my lower back probably didn't hurt quite as much, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything you'd want to say to, to people who are going through IVF right now?
0: Oh, man. Try to find ways to have fun and not have it be the only thing that's happening in your life. Yeah. Um, when you get into the progesterone shots, just don't guys, don't just try not to take it personally. She doesn't hate you. It's the stuff that you're sticking in. Her butt. But she's coming for you. <laughs> she's yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember just remember this vague feeling of like, what did I do? Like, did I do something this morning? And it's like, no, that's just how she's feeling. Um, and it is another one of those things where you're going through it. Your wife's really going through it. You know, we've talked before about the importance of having friends, there are things to complain about as a guy going through IVF, but I don't think there are things you complain about to your wife, um, because it's just not—it's not the same thing. Like I was not able to complain to my wife about the thinness of the door where I had to go jerk off into a cup, <laughs> but I could hear the nurses outside, clear as day, and so. The question is, trun- is:
1: Did that help and turn you on in a kinky, weird-ass way, or make it? Nope.
0: Beew. Beew. They also had like a 1994 like Microsoft laptop with just weird porn on it. Oh, I was like so strange. Yeah,
1: I don't don't know know if I could do that.
0: So yeah, having having somebody outside of your marriage that you can talk to about this because you're going through something too. And then if and when you're able to have kids, it just kind of fades. It's hard to even remember how intense that was. Yeah, Um, which is odd. Uh, yeah. No picnic pregnancy. Real hard. Especially for us dads.